0: Hey guys, it's Brianna and I am joined by my friend and co-host Christina. Hi everyone. And you are listening to Oh Brother, your favorite Big Brother podcast. Listen as we discuss all of the alliances, backdoors, and twists you love to watch. I don't even care that I'm completely jumping ahead. I am dedicating this episode to being a Memphis eviction party. So I'm just putting that out there right now. (laughs) Oh, God. Christina, you know how much I've been waiting since like week three for this man to be there. This might be my favorite podcast episode of the entire season. So just thought I had to throw that in there at the top of the episode. Disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) But let's rewind to the HOH competition, which we established in last week's podcast episode is the Pumpkin Teeter Totter HOH. And we know that Nicole wins it, but it was so close.
1: Yeah, it was. I like Christmas was so close, and then she dropped one, and I was like, "Okay, now Memphis is coming up." Everyone but Enzo was very close.
0: Oh my god! Poor Enzo had like four <laughs> balls the whole time, and then they kept falling. <laughs> I was like, "This man, he just can't figure it out." Hey, at least he didn't give up. That's yeah, true. <laughs> But yes, I had written written down Christmas dropped the ball, which I thought was a very hilarious joke. Yeah. Obviously Nicole wins and Christmas is so
1: dramatic about it. Yeah, like I get if she didn't win she was going on the block, but like nobody else cried.
0: Yeah, and she she made it all about her, like yes. Nicole was like trying to celebrate and then she like felt bad because Christmas was like bawling her eyes out in the corner. And I'm like, yeah, I get being upset about it, but don't, like, show
1: it to other people. At least try to hide it a little bit. Well, like, she knew that Nicole never won, and, like, she was excited, and...
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is the first competition Nicole has won this season, so let her have her moment. Put your tears away. You're a big girl. Right. You still have veto. You don't even know if you're going to be nominated necessarily yet, so relax. Quit freaking out and being a drama queen. Right. Right. But she's been like this for the past few weeks, I feel like. She's been very dramatic about everything. And, like, she's kind of always like that, but it's more waterworks lately. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying. Personally, I was so excited to see her fail,
1: which sounds terrible, but I just am not a Christmas fan. I'm not either, but I told my mom, I said, you know, I kind of want to see her win just to see what she would do. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, I was tired of the predictable weeks and having Cody, then Memphis, then Cody, then Memphis went. Like, it was just, like, annoying. It's not good TV, so I wanted to see someone else win.
0: I think that um, the only reason I would ever want her to be HOH is just because then she's probably the only chance that Cody's going to get put up on the block. Yeah. And I want him to see, at least see the block, even if he doesn't go home, at least see the block before the end. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think that her winning would have definitely given a little – shake up to the game we haven't really had anything like that yet so it was very satisfying watching her get so close and like crushing it the whole time and then
1: right at the end dropping that ball i was like oh my god question if enzo were to win who do you think he would have put up
0: i think he probably would have done exactly what um nicole did yeah yeah and then he probably would have because he was really big on the um wanting to flip it and get Christmas out. So he probably would have put them two up and targeted Christmas. Yeah. Or maybe considered doing a backdoor situation. But yeah, personally, I think he he would have targeted Christmas. So either way, I don't think the outcome would have been much different. Yeah. So as the episode goes on, we find out that Nicole's target is actually Memphis. And I was kind yeah. of surprised by that. But I think it was a smart move on her part. At first, I assumed she was going to target Christmas because we've seen in the past that Nicole just doesn't like to work with girls. And I figured she would want to be the last girl standing, but I think her targeting Memphis is probably smart. I think the only person she'd probably win against in the end or would have a chance to win against would be Christmas. So Mm -hmm. getting Memphis out now, I think is probably smart on her part. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree completely. Um, I think Christmas has made it clear whether she's being real or not about it she's going after Cody mm-hmm. and she wouldn't go after Nicole right away. Like I think she still would have put up probably Cody and Nicole, definitely. but her target was Cody and not Nicole. And I think she'd rather see Nicole over Enzo or Cody. And I think Nicole knew that she goes, you know what? I know she's not like final two with me, but she still has other targets first. And I think that's why she kind of wanted to keep Christmas because it's better for her game but I do understand why Cody and Enzo were kind of like Memphis, Memphis. But
0: yeah, for their games, it made more sense, I think, to get rid of um, get rid of Christmas over over Memphis. But yeah, you definitely want to keep people in the house who are going to target your allies, as bad as that yeah. sounds, because eventually someone's going to have to take the shot, and you don't want to have to be the one to do it if you're trying to preserve the exactly. jury and get votes in the end so her keeping christmas around is probably a good thing because you know memphis wouldn't have been as gung-ho to get out like a cody or an enzo he probably would have gone after nicole so her keeping christmas around makes more sense and i think out of all of the people that were left christmas was out or out of the two that she nominated christmas was also the less of a competition threat too so in, in nicole's um defense i think that she made a good decision for her own game
1: yeah i agree completely
0: then we got to the um who wants to see my hoh room segment where they go check out the hoh room which they haven't been doing really a lot this season mm-hmm. two things stuck out to me the first being how much cody is obsessed with victor he got in that room right. be lined it to the photo of victor he has like a major man crush on him for some reason He was so excited to hear Nicole's letter, and they did a whole DR segment where he just like fangirled over Victor, and it made me laugh so hard. I
1: can't. I think it's so funny.
0: I also want to give a little shout out to Victor for knowing how to write a really good letter because- Oh my God,
1: it was so funny.
0: He's in there talking about how he's a football coach now. He broke his toe and all this stuff. And like when you first hear it, you're kind of like, that's a weird letter, but- Most of the time, I think what families will do is they'll send letters that half the Uh, letter is them saying, yeah, we miss you so much. We love watching you on TV. The whole town's supporting you. And it's like, no, I want to hear what's going on in your life. It's kind of like when you're in prison, you don't want to talk about what you're doing in prison. Like you want to hear about what's going on outside. So you have something to kind of take your mind off it. It yeah. gives the house guests something else to talk about. They're probably in there talking about how Victor's a football coach now, and Nicole had no idea. Right. So shout out to Victor for knowing how to write a good letter. He probably got good at it because he has experience of being in the house, and he knows kind of like what you want to hear while
1: you're in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I thought it was so funny. The
0: other thing that stuck out to me was Enzo and his foot stalker.
1: I can't. I was laughing so hard. I was like, what is that? Uh,
0: he essentially talks about how he has this person who reaches out to him on social media. He he said she, he referred to her as she. So I'm assuming it's a, a woman. And basically, she constantly asks him for photos of his feet. So this person has a foot fetish. And fun fact, I remember old school YouTube, somebody had discovered that There was a site called WikiFeet. I don't know if you've heard of this.
1: Never heard of it.
0: It's basically like Wikipedia, but for foot photos of celebrities and like notable people for like people who have foot fetishes to go look at them. My God. I think some YouTuber, I can't remember who it was, came across the site somehow or someone told him that he was on it and... It became a trend where YouTubers would make videos reacting to their own Wikifeet profiles. <laughs> and it's like all screenshots from their videos because especially YouTubers, they, there's so much content of them. So like there's bound to be shots That's of their feet. That's nuts.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And I'm not even kidding you. Like the YouTube videos I used to make back in high school were more like skits and music videos and stuff like that. Shameless plug. I still do YouTube. My channel is It's Me, (laughs) Brie if anyone wants to go check it out. And yes, the videos from back in 2012 are still up there. But if any of my videos had any shots of my feet in it, even like, obviously I'm not doing it intentionally. It just happened to be wherever the camera was that like, oh, my foot might show or whatever. I would get comments of people being like, you have great feet, show your feet more and
1: all this stuff. And I was like, what the heck? There's so many people out there that have this foot fetish. I just think it's weird that they're commenting that right that's so odd
0: i'm like should i do i need to profit off this like should i be making an OnlyFans for my feet <laughs> i don't i don't know oh my goodness i mean realistically it's the like least offensive fetish to have like feet are so like like you're not talking about licking eyeballs or anything crazy you're yeah. just talking about feet i mean it's gross but it's just such a strange thing and i also think it's hilarious that Big Brother essentially gave Enzo's Footstalker like a shout out in the episode. Because presumably she
1: watches Big Brother House, would she know who he is? Yeah.
0: It's just oh so funny God. to me.
1: I just think it's funny how they include these segments now. Like I think it's hysterical.
0: Yeah. I, I think this is the stuff that we all kind of missed throughout the whole season. Um, and obviously they're gonna do more of it when there's less people because there's less drama and action going on, but yeah, this is all the fun stuff. We want more of this.
1: Yeah, like I, I think Enzo has been like a great contestant this year just for like entertainment purposes. Oh, definitely. So funny. Like he's one of my favorites. Class it's not my favorite. for sure.
0: Same. Now that we've gotten Enzo's foot out of the way, we can talk about um, Memphis's promise to Nicole that if she doesn't nominate him, he won't use the veto. And I'm pretty sure he also said that he would take her to final two. She doesn't believe him, which I think is a smart assumption to have. Memphis. I remember he went to Nicole and he made this little deal with her. and He was like, look, you don't have to tell me now, but if I'm not nominated, I'm going to assume the deal is on. Like, we're good. And she was like, okay, that's fair. Like, I'll think about it. But then she was like, that's not really a good deal. And I also don't believe anything Memphis says because Memphis does what Memphis wants. Yeah. And I think that was a smart assessment on her part
1: very very much so
0: i just don't see him following through i don't know maybe he would have it probably would have been pretty good for him his game to keep her around because i don't think he would have won against many people in the end Mm -mm. and being able to sit next to a winner he might have been able to use that to his advantage so who knows maybe he
1: was planning on going through with the deal but i couldn't see him doing it i think he's one of those people who needs any advantage he can at the end
0: yeah exactly
1: oh but I also don't think that he knows that. Total, Yeah. I just.
0: Because us watching it, we're like, oh, yeah, Memphis isn't going to win against anyone in the end except for maybe Christmas, maybe Nicole. But I feel like Memphis thinks so highly of himself that he doesn't see that if he sits next to, like, Cody, he's not going to win. Like, I think I don't he know thinks if, it's if he that makes that he it to he, he, too, he's going to win. Yeah,
1: I don't think. It's that he thinks so highly of himself. I think he just thinks that people don't hold grudges and everything's a game and people don't take things personal. Because he is old school. Yeah, so I think he's like, oh, it's a game. Like, he kept saying it. Like, even afterwards, he's like, guys, it's a game. But, like, a lot of people get their emotions involved. Like, Christmas and, like, Nicole. Like, a bunch of people do. So I think he's kind of still stuck back when he was playing.
0: Yeah, that's the difference between old school and new school big brother. I think there's a lot more jury management involved in new school and a lot more like of the emotional side of it. And like people people take things personal. They don't look at it as much. Yeah, because back in the day, it was like you could not talk to someone and not be friends with them inside the house, but you could be working with them. And that was just how it was. And if backstabs happen, if backdoors happen, whatever. But now it's like, what people tend to do is whoever they gravitate towards in more of like a friendship way, they end up working with those people in a game way. And so it kind of makes the emotions tied to those alliances that much more a part of the game. So then people feel like they have to super like manage the jury and stuff like that. And I don't think Memphis is in that headspace.
1: Yeah, I agree completely. I think Like I said, he just stuck back when he was on there. But, I mean, he did good for not being on that long, you know?
0: Oh, definitely. So, obviously, all bets are off between Nicole and Memphis because she nominates Christmas and Memphis. And I was super happy about that. I was (laughs) happy to see either of them go, but obviously I was rooting more for Memphis to be the target. Yeah. Going into the Wednesday episode... Memphis looked so dumb because he was being so cocky about his position in the house. And I think at this point, he didn't really realize that he was actually in jeopardy. Like he thought he was good because he had all these alliances with people. And I think we've seen it in the past. Whenever you feel that safe,
1: something's up.
0: Yeah, you should know something's up or at least try to get a read on people. Means you're not
1: hearing things.
0: Yeah, do a little bit of. You got to do some reconnaissance. Go around, talk to people, pitch yourself a little bit. You know, even if you feel like you don't have to, everybody has to give it
1: a good try. make yourself known that you're there, you know?
0: Exactly. Don't let them get used to you not being there. Be a part of the conversations. Because I think he just got way too comfortable and that's when Mm -hmm. shit hits the fan.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Before we get to some of the veto stuff, They also put in a segment of Enzo trying to figure out how to use a teapot.
1: That was funny too. Oh my God.
0: I was cracking up, especially because my roommate, Shana brought this up. She was like, the best part about this segment is you know that they know it's in the episode because, okay, this thing with the teapot happens and then- they're talking about it in the DR. So, you know, later on they went to the DR and the people in the DR were like, can you tell us about when, en- when Enzo was trying to use the teapot? So now they're sitting there like, oh shit, this teapot stuff is going to go in the episode. Yeah. Like, you know that they know their little stupid antics are going to end up on-, on the show, which just made me laugh.
1: It is very funny. I just, I just think he's comical to he watch, is. to be honest. Like, he's so, like, in his own world. And when I was watching him use the pot, I was like, oh, my, oh God. my God, I was laughing. He's and like, Cody's it's more at- manly. Yeah, Cody's looking at him like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he was also so shocked when the teapot whistled. And he I was, was like, like, what do you think? Like? like,
1: what are you? He's like, oh my God,
0: the teapot whistles. And I'm like, "Um, I think that's how they're meant to work. Like, I think that's the point. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. He's just like a big child, Enzo, but gotta so love funny. him. So moving on to some of the veto talk before the actual competition Christmas goes to Enzo and basically says Enzo listen you have to win veto and use it on me and then we can get Cody out which actually was a pretty good plan obviously we know that's not going to happen because Enzo is working extremely closely with Cody and I don't think he ever would have done it but if for whatever reason Enzo was looking to get Cody out or maybe wasn't working as closely with him I actually think Christmas's plan was
1: pretty solid yeah honestly I feel like for her position she had nothing else you know you got um what is it throw spaghetti at the wall and hope
0: some sticks yeah that sort a of thing I don't know if that's a saying but if it's not it is now unfortunately for Christmas Enzo decides to scamper away and go tell Nicole immediately about the conversation they had, which she tells to Cody, which was not smart because she's trying to get Memphis out. So why would you tell Cody that Christmas is trying to backdoor him? Like that's just going to make, he's one of the only votes and that's just going to make him want to get Christmas out more. So I thought that was a little bit weird that she told it to Cody, maybe save it for After the vote, be like, hey, listen, by the way, I just want to tell you that Christmas was trying to get you out when I was HOH. Then he has more reason to target her later. But telling him before the vote wasn't her brightest
1: idea. I think if she were to do that and wait till after, he would have been like, what the heck? Why do you wait to tell me? But I think Nicole is more, she knows her friendships with certain people, and Cody's been her number one the entire time. So I think it was kind of smart of her to tell him. Just because he doesn't, he's never questioned Nicole's friendship or alliance to him. And she's very good at making people like not question her about that. That's true. I didn't think about it that way. And I think that her telling him all the time, because there's only so many people in the house, you know, word's going to get back to him eventually, whether or not from her from Enzo or someone. So she's like, I'm just going to tell him because better it come from me, you know.
0: Yeah, I guess just tell him and cross your fingers that he still wants to do what you want to do as H.O.H. I mean, granted, when he was H.O.H., every time that he's been H.O.H., she's gone along with what he's wanted to do. So I guess she can just hope that he has the same feeling. I think she has a lot
1: of. Yeah, I think she has a lot of trust in people, but I think it pays off most of the time.
0: Yeah, that's smart. I didn't even think about it that way. So then we have the BB Comics POV, a staple in Big Brother. I wrote down one note for each of the people who played, but let me know if you think of anything that I forgot that you want to talk about. The first one was that Cody was being so mean. He was making jokes about Kaser, Keisha. He was throwing jabs left and right as he was going through these people's posters and it like, was
1: funny though he was like who is this oh my god he <laughs> i thought it was kind of funny he, some of them are funny him. but i was like dude why are you being a bully relax i don't like, remember the rest of them though
0: he said something about Kaser. king caser king of what going home before he gets to the
1: jury like i don't know what is he the king of
0: why does he even have a comment and he said something about somebody else and i was like okay now you're just being a big bully leave them alone
1: their big brother i think think he gets very power hungry and he gets very oh yeah
0: he gets in his head for sure um enzo's was really funny though when he was talking about nicole the pod master he was like i'm just gonna be honest he's like i love nicole i love that she does her podcast but i'm not gonna listen to that shit and then he goes he goes unless i'm on it (laughs) yeah and then he goes wait that sounded kind of mean i'll listen to the episode that i'm on and i'm like enzo has she even asked you to go on her podcast like what are you talking about Oh, my God. For Memphis, I only wrote down one thing, and that is 40-year-old man in a cape. <laughs> okay, well, that's Enzo, too. I know, but, like, Enzo's goofy, so it works for him. And then you have Memphis. I laughed so
1: hard when they show, like, before they started, you know how they have that, like, title screen? Mm-hmm. They showed Enzo, like, with his arms up. and like, <laughs> laughing. I'm, like, this dude. He you looks know, like, like a, a human super cartoon. Power yeah. <laughs>
0: He already look yeah, you're right. He already looks like a cartoon. They didn't even have to cartoonify him. was so funny. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I started thinking about the fact that, like, all right, you're 40 years old, or however old Memphis is. Yeah. You're in this house running around with a t-shirt, with a cape attached, going across a zip line that's probably six feet off the ground, looking at superhero posters on live television. Like you have to, you have to at some point say to yourself, what the fuck am I doing?
1: Like, what is going on I think he just gets here? over. He's like, I'm doing this for money.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It is like you, you do, at the end of the day, you're like, I'm doing this for money. And also, who are the real idiots? Because he's doing that and we're sitting at home watching it. Watching so- it. Realistically, who are the idiots, but exactly, you have to wonder if they ever have a thought like mid-competition where they're like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm going to cape on live television. Like, I wonder how I love doing this. <laughs> right? Like, I just wonder if they think about that stuff. Because the second I saw him, I was like, it's one thing to see like a 25-year-old young guy or like a like, super quirky girl like doing it. But then you've got Memphis who is like a dry piece of toast. And he's old as hell. And he's out I'm there with dry. a cape he's on. A
1: toast.
0: He has no personality. <laughs> oh my god. It's like a wet mop. Or maybe I should say dry
1: cereal. Which brings me to Nicole. Nicole, <laughs>
0: Because her comic was... I thought was, her thing was
1: so funny. The killer. cereal killer. <laughs> okay, hers was really funny. But then you put it next to Janelle's. And Janelle's That's what she was said. the bomb she goes, shell. She put Janelle, like looking great. Like a supermodel. <laughs> and then you see me in a cereal box. Well, it just goes to show that like...
0: Production has favorites for one. And also they have to play it up at this point. Like they've given Nicole the shit end of the stick so many times that it's like, you kind of keep up the tradition. Yeah. You have to go along with it. This is just like the persona they've built for her now that she's like the goofy, like quirky girl. And they have to give her like the shittiest one or like the least flattering one I should say, but hers was one of the funnier ones. So I thought hers was great. Yeah, I think it was funny. And it also played upon the fact that she always is the one who gets the unitards. Like, it's like her yeah. goal every season to get a unitard. So yeah, I thought it was funny. I did too. And it worked out in her favor because she ended up winning. Right. And no surprise, Memphis came in last, followed by <laughs> Enzo, Christmas, Cody, and then Nicole.
1: Wait, you didn't do your notes for Christmas. Did you have any? Oh, I guess I didn't. I had one. She was, like, afraid to, like, drop from the thing. Oh, my God, I-, I forgot about that. <laughs> and I was, like, watching it. And I'm, like, is she going to drop? And she was, like, going backwards. I'm, like, what? what? It's so embarrassing. <laughs> I was, like, what are you doing? Like,
0: I understand that people who are afraid of heights are afraid of, like, a six-foot drop as much as they are, like, a 100-foot drop. I don't understand it personally, but I know that that's, like, how that works. You're just afraid, um, regardless of how high you are off the ground. But I was like, first of all, you had to have played this competition before. And second of all, there's a giant mat under you. You're going to have to drop at some point. Like, yeah, you're a strong girl,
1: but you can't hold on that long. Did you play that comp before? Because Cody made a comment where he said he's always wanted to play comics. And I'm like, didn't hmm. you play
0: it? Maybe, maybe Cody didn't have it his season, but I feel like Christmas definitely had to have had it
1: on her season. Oh, I bet she did.
0: And she made it to final three. So you know that... If they did comics her season, she must have played in it. Yeah. I also, um, now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if she ever gets sick of the fact that everything in her life is Christmas-themed. I'm sure she's like, ha-ha, I've heard that before. Yeah, because but- her comic was like her in like a Santa suit or whatever or like a Mrs. Claus
1: outfit. I think Big Brother's good with coming up with like unique things about it. So I think yeah. that's why she doesn't mind it.
0: And then like her Zingbot thing. Um, compared her to like the holiday and stuff, so I'm like, I wonder if at this point she ever gets sick of that. You
1: must at some point, I'm sure she is, but it's not like she can't be, it's not like she can be because her name is Christmas for crying yeah. out loud. Christmas like, Joy, it, you know, like what else are you gonna do? Right, like you can blame her parents name. for that one, yeah.
0: She could have gone by her middle name, which is Joy, but we know there's nothing Joy stop, about is that it really? Thing. Yeah, Christmas Joy Abbott.
1: I can't. They screwed her.
0: Well, yes, they really did. <laughs> also, there's nothing joyful about her, so she wouldn't be able to use no. joy as a nickname. Um, we find out that, obviously, Nicole does not use the veto, despite the pleas for her to from from Christmas. And I don't even think Memphis, honestly, tried to get her to use it. But no, I don't think anyone really expected her to, so it didn't come as much of a surprise to anyone. In Thursday's episode, we kind of start out with Memphis and Cody playing pool, and Memphis tries to tell Cody that Christmas almost got him backdoored, which I guess is, to your point, makes it a good thing that Nicole already had told him about it.
1: Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I think it's, it's in Nicole's best interest. She knows where her position is with Cody and all that. And I think when it comes to him, she's like, I'm just going to be straight up.
0: Yeah. I also don't think there was any chance that that was going to happen, that he no. was going to get backdoored. So it just made it even funnier that Memphis was so adamant. He was like, dude, you just got by by the skin of your teeth. That that was like
1: so um, I don't know what planet Memphis is on lately. But he like lost all thought of the game almost as if like he doesn't realize who he's in the game with. And
0: I feel like he had a really good read on the game for a while. He
1: did for a long time. And now I'm like, what are you, what? Like who are is Are you this watching guy? CBS anymore? Yeah, like what are you doing? It was just like so all episode, it was like everything was the complete opposite. I was like, okay. Yeah, whatever. he was he's so he was so backwards. Uh, this. It whole was week. just confusing. I was like, something's up. Yeah, weird.
0: He just felt too safe. Half the episode was basically like an extended jury segment. The the main thing that I had written down was that everyone is seeing that. Cody is basically beast-moding this entire game, mm-hmm. and I have a very good feeling that if he makes it to final two, he's going to win. Yep. Personally, I think it's a deserved win, but yes, I don't I do too. to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be very predictable, but he does deserve to win after the game he's played. Although he's made some comments, like he's been a little rude sometimes, but in terms of gameplay, like he totally deserves to win this season. Yeah. And there's
0: also all that talk about how like Derek pre-gamed and set him up and all this stuff, which is another reason why I can't like fully root for him. But again, like if he does win, I will admit the fact that he
1: definitely deserves it. But you have to think of it this way. No matter what anybody tells you to do, it's different once you're in the game. Once you walk it's all in. about who you are and how you act. You're right. Like it's all about your personality, almost too, and winning and and not winning and and how you handle things. It's not just like, okay, just absorb information. Obviously, anybody can say they're going to do that. So, coaching can only really go so far if it even helps at all, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I think the the big thing is people have been saying is that like, Derek aligned certain people before the season started, oh. so their alliance is already set up between like whoever like Cody and Memphis or Cody and Nicole or what have you he denies 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 I don't know if I agree with it or I don't know if I believe it but at this point so many people are saying it and like corroborating the story that I feel like it could be true could so that's be. the only reason why I'm like hesitant to root for Cody just because I'm like if he was set up pre-game then that like Is kind of annoying but to your point once you get in there you can have alliances built and everything and you you don't know how things are going to turn out really
1: exactly but i think that no matter what like with cody and nicole i think they were friends anyways before oh yeah and then cody and memphis it's kind of like a given that they were going to be like in an alliance homies so i don't think even if there were alliances before say there weren't that would have happened anyways you're right so it's kind of like okay (laughs) Either way,
0: it seems like if Cody gets to final two, he's probably going to win, considering what the jury had been saying about him. Yeah. Um, The other thing that they talked about, and I'm glad they addressed it, was Devon asking Tyler about bringing up Black Lives Matter and whether or not it was strategy. I liked this for two reasons. A, it gave Devon the closure of being able to ask him and get a straight answer to her face Mm -hmm. like what was going on why did you do this kind of thing and also it gave Tyler the opportunity to explain himself a little bit yes and I think it was a good moment they both got like a little bit emotional about it but they cleared the air it seemed like Devon was happy with what he said and I do Mm -hmm. believe that he was being sincere personally
1: yeah I think Tyler is honestly like a genuine guy I think he's overall just a nice person But when you're in the game, like, it's hard. Sometimes people slip up, even in real life. Sometimes people slip up. Sometimes things come off not the way you think they're coming off. And I'm glad that they gave him and her both a chance to talk about it.
0: Definitely. They cried again when they got their messages from home. And first of all, Davon's daughter is adorable. Oh, my God, Cadence for America's Favorite at this point. Like, I think we need to vote for her for AFP. But the other thing I noticed was that Tyler cried way too hard at seeing Angela. I understand being emotional, but it just further proved the point that like this guy is going through some anxiety or something. Yeah. Like, something is up with him because seeing a video of your significant other should not make you that dramatically emotional. Like he looked like someone told him that someone in his family that he loves died. I was, like, I am all for, like, shedding a tear or two or whatever. Or, like, Devon was, like, happy tears, like, seeing her daughter. Tyler literally looked like he was in pain. I was, like, somebody get this man an ice pack because he's struggling.
1: Like I said before, I think – remember when he wanted to go home all those weeks ago? I think ever since then he's just been going through, like, some internal stuff. Yeah, that's what seems so I think like. he – honestly, it just took a toll on him this season. And he is just, like, I, I need to go home.
0: Yeah, which you hate to see, but I'm glad that he, at least at some point, had a bit of a switch in mindset yeah. decide to play. Getting back into the Big Brother house, we have the vote, and it's a unanimous vote to evict Memphis. However, Cody voted first, and I don't know if you noticed in the little hallway when they walked by each other, Enzo was kind of like, Cody, what's up? And I think Cody told him, like, don't split the vote, because they had talked about – wanting to potentially split the vote and make um nicole do the The tiebreaker the tiebreaker like the face-to-face situation to get a little blood on her hands but it looked like they had some kind of cody made some kind of comment when they were in that hallway enzo kind of like put his arms up like kind of like a what the fuck gesture and then went into the the dr he looked annoyed and voted to evict Memphis. So I don't know what was said in that little hallway, but I wish that he voted to evict Christmas just because I wanted a little bit of chaos.
1: Right? I wanted Nicole to be like, uh. Yeah,
0: make her sweat a
1: little bit. Right?
0: Also, make the house guests sweat. Make Christmas and Memphis not feel safe.
1: Right? Like, make them be like, what are you gonna do?
0: Mm hmm. I could also tell that Memphis was blindsided. When he was talking to Julie, he was basically saying that he had, like, a funnier, lighthearted speech planned because he wasn't expecting to go home. Yeah. But at some point during the day, he felt the energy in the house shift. And he was like, wait a second, I should try at least to make some kind of plea in my, um, like, plea to stay mm-hmm. speech. But clearly it didn't work for him. And you know that I was jumping for joy. I was so excited to see this man walk out of the house You have no idea, I've been waiting for it since week three I was hoping for it in the triple eviction and It didn't happen And now that he's out, I'm so glad And I'm also glad that he didn't make it again To final two or whatever he made it to last time Because mm-hmm. it also gives him a little ego hit And I think he needs that in his life Yeah. He went from top two to top five So yeah. sucks to suck Memphis I will be glad not to have to see you on my t- TV screen ever again, aside from finale <laughs> night. Although oh, I will thanks. be excited to see him join the Jerry house because, you know, it's, it's got to be, be a like, humbling uh... experience for him.
1: He's never been in a jury house before. Especially with all of those people who he doesn't really get along with. Mm-hmm. He's like, great. I-, I help send all of you home. Oh, you love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> and then the last thing
0: I had written down from, from the episode was that, Cody totally outed Enzo in his goodbye message for telling mm-hmm. him about the wise guys thing, which for Cody was smart. Um, Memphis didn't really seem to care all that much. And I don't think, like we've said before, I don't think Memphis is an emotional voter.
1: No, it's all game. So I don't know game. if
0: necessarily it will affect the way he votes unless it affects Enzo positively. Because then Memphis could say, oh, yeah, that was a good game move that he told Cody because it got me out kind of thing. Yeah. I think Cody was hoping that it was going to make Memphis bitter. But like we said, I don't think Memphis is that as, as much of an emotional not voter. So I'm not sure it did as much as Cody was hoping. But I saw him throw Enzo under the bus and then back over him.
1: We see you, Cody. Mm-hmm. I see it. I see it.
0: Moving on to some drama that I was seeing in the Twitter streets. Because as Ooh. we know – I haven't been really watching feeds, and Christina, I don't think you have really either, right?
1: Nope. Towards this end of the season, I like to keep it, you know. Yeah,
0: we've been kind of checked out on feeds, A, because the season hasn't been too great, and also when there's not as many people... Seriously. And when there's not as many people in the house, it's not as fun to watch. I'm going to watch them sitting there playing cards. Yeah, you kind of want to, like, give yourself something to get excited about on the nights when the episodes air, but what I did see was there was a rumor that Christmas and Memphis had a little smooch. Did you see this?
1: No, I did not.
0: Well, supposedly, there's a clip. I watched the clip. You can't really see anything definitively because it's dark in the room and there's like a blanket involved. Oh. Um, but basically, Memphis and Christmas were in were one of the bedrooms. I don't remember which bedroom it was, whatever one that they've been staying in. And they were talking back and forth. They were both awake, but the lights were off. And then Memphis said something to her, so she walked over to his bed. He was in his bed, and she was standing up. And he like lifted the blanket up over his head to kind of like shield the two of them from the cameras. And then people say they heard like a kiss sound, as if they gave each other like a little peck on the lips. Then they both started laughing. But everybody's like, they could have been whispering they he could have been telling her a joke like we don't really know what happened and also yeah. both of them are in committed relationships Memphis is always talking about Dom aka Dominique and Christmas has a boyfriend as well i can't remember his name Zeb or something weird so personally i don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making it out to be but there was some rumors about it again i watched the video i didn't th- i don't think that what people are saying they saw actually happened but a funny um little little update to this drama was that I searched it the other day just to see if anything else had mm-hmm. come up about it. And Memphis's girlfriend, Dominique, deleted all of her Instagram photos with him uh-huh. from her page. So people are wondering, and I don't think they know the timing of it. So they don't know if maybe she archived the photos or deleted the photos
1: prior to the season. I don't just even know what that like- means. You can archive photos on Instagram?
0: Yeah. So if you... Like, the only reason I know this is because of Bravo, but for example, like, if, say you get in a fight with your, like, significant other and you want to delete the photos from your page, but you you don't want them to disappear forever in case you guys, like, make up, it's so petty, but you can archive the photos so they disappear from your page, but then later you can go back and unarchive them so they show back up.
1: That's so weird.
0: It is weird. But basically people aren't sure when it happened. So she could have just archived the photos prior to the season to try to limit people from commenting about him on her page or like limit people from being like, I don't know, saying stuff about Big Brother. Maybe she just didn't want the attention, which could have been the case. But people didn't see that the pictures were gone until after this rumor. So I think a lot of people are assuming that she deleted the photos because of this. Either way... I'm curious what happens once he gets out. So I'll be definitely monitoring the two of their Instagram pages to see (laughs) if they actually break up or what's going to happen. Does this
1: mean you care about
0: Memphis? I mean, I mostly just care that he fucked himself over. Oh, my God. If they get back together, then I'll be kind of sad. I kind of want him to, like, suffer a little bit. I'm a terrible person, but it's (laughs) fine. So is he.
1: I just hate that it, like, all these rumors and stuff like can interfere with people's lives. Like it's just like annoying.
0: It is true, yeah. Especially when like it has to do with like, ooh, burn this person's building to uh, business to the ground. Yeah, like, like let's go write shitty reviews and stuff. And I'm like, all right, you guys are doing too much now. Like relax. At right? least the um Memphis and Christmas thing. If that's the reason that Dominique deleted the photos, it was their own fault. It wasn't oh, yeah. necessarily like fans being like, let's go destroy this thing. Granted, she probably got millions of messages about it, so that's oh, yeah. not too cool, but for her sake, exactly. at least. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention was a Big Brother alum that I didn't expect to be talking about this week, but Zach Rance
1: my boy, was
0: <laughs> in the BB streets for a hot second, And even though we know that he hates Big Brother, because apparently the Twitter account that I've been following for quite some time that is like Rancy Pants or whatever the heck his handle is now, isn't his actual Twitter. So Mm -mm. he deleted it. Yeah. So he had deleted his Twitter. And the reason this came up was because this page was posting stuff about voting for Davon for AFP. And a lot of people were believing that it was actually him. And then he went on his verified Instagram account and in his story he said this account is not me after i deleted my twitter they immediately took the handle and like made the fake account with my photos and all this stuff and then he said that he would never tell anyone to vote for day for afp he's like i don't care who wins afp i don't care about big brother like it's all irrelevant to me so then the twitter account which like honestly kind of clever of them Took mm-hmm. that clip and just cut out the part where he said, vote for Davon for AFP.
1: Vote for Davon
0: for AFP. Because he said the, the full, full clip was him saying, I would never tell anyone to vote for Devon for AFP. So they just clipped out the part where he said, yeah. vote for Davon for AFP and posted it on their page. And as much as like that is so annoying to have to deal with like an imposter account I thought it was kind of funny, and I'm not going to lie. I retweeted the video where he said, vote for Davon for AFP. But it was nice to see Zach Rance again.
1: Miss that dude. I miss
0: him, even though he hates Big Brother. Did you know that he's a life coach now? Mm -hmm. I'm like, this man has no reason to be – like, what does he know about
1: life coaching? Well, he had, like, a video saying that when he was on Big Brother, that point in his life, he was very, like – Like in a bad place. In a bad place. And he said after that he did some like personal Mm -hmm. stuff and and improved on his life. And I was like, you know what? Good for you. Like, Okay, that's fair then.
0: I was going to say because the Zach
1: Rance I know should not be life coaching anybody. No, no, no. I know, right? No, he said he was in a bad place and he did some like soul searching and all that. There's like a video on that Twitter that you can actually watch that. I think he made I don't know if (laughs) he made it, but there's like a, I don't know if it's a podcast or an audio or video, but there's like on that website, he has a video like telling everybody like mm-hmm. what his story is.
0: Well, good for him.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a good note to end on.
0: We love you, right. Zach. Even if you're not rooting for Davon for AFP. Forever be my favorite. Same. Oh, for Davon for AFP. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. To join in on the discussion, use the hashtag #OBrotherPodcast oh on social media, and you can find me at it's me Brie Lee everywhere, and you can find me at
1: Christina Jascott. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. See you later.